Hey folks, this episode is with Pablo Alvarez, a.k.a. Good Bison. He has a new album out, Ghost on Mulholland Drive. This guy's really cool. He uh, he came from Miami with a couple of buddies, just got in their cars and hit the road. Took him 10 days or so and just came to L.A. to get back in it, to get in it. They hit the ground running and started cranking him out. And it's culminated to this, Ghost on Mulholland Drive. It is fun. It is reminiscent of I can't place it. When you hear it, you're going to go, what is this? Where have I heard this? Have I heard this before? This guy raps in a similar Eminem style, and the music is very West Coast indie style with, uh, I don't know, something about fresh air. It's a breath of fresh air. Anyway, here is Better Lies from Ghost on Mulholland Drive, and it just oozes talent. You're going to love it. And that's followed by the podcast, of course. Enjoy. This is a good one. And when he plays shows in L.A., you know I'll be there taking pictures, and you'll see those hopefully sooner rather than later. Enjoy.
smile's one of my better lies. So how's your day going, man? Uh, pretty good. Went on a hike with my dog, just taking it easy and enjoying that it's not raining anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a trip, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. <laughs> uh, you're from Miami, though, right? Yeah, I'm used to the rain, but it's just been really cold, too. It's like just been bundled up inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not going out much? I mean, the past few weeks, I, I wasn't, no, but uh, no, just uh, went out. <laughs> yeah, feels good. Huh? Where do you like yeah. to hike? Uh, Around Griffith and like, yeah. Cool, cool. I wanted to ask you, of course, uh, what did the Buffalo say to his son when he went <laughs> off to college? Uh, bye, son. <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then it just clicked one day and it's like, oh, my God, it's that joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got to ask, is that where that came from or? <laughs> Not exactly. Like, I'm pretty like. I was definitely aware of the pun in it, like the the the, the by son of it, but mm. but I don't think it necessarily came from the joke. I I don't even know where it came from at this point. It's it's gotten so uh lost in history. I know <laughs> that we wanted to um change the the name of the band because we were in another band in miami called dinosaurs and disasters and and three of us moved out to la together and it felt like it was still the same band but not at the same time so mm. that that's where good bison came from dinosaurs and disasters that's a pretty good name <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh did you do similar uh music in that group yeah yeah it was um it was it's pretty similar it was uh rocky sound with hip-hop influences mm. yeah yeah dude you could rap man i went through all your <laughs> i went through all your work i was like this guy <laughs> yeah rap was definitely like my i guess gateway drug to music i would have never gone into music if it wasn't for rap because mm. i i never really considered myself a musician i was a writer uh and i had some buddies who rapped so i kind of just liked writing lyrics for them and they invited me to the studio one time to record and and after i kind of just fell in love there i was like oh i want to do this all the time but nice yeah it was it was always <laughs> rap <laughs> who was uh who was the first one to get to you rapper um eminem eminem yeah cool eminem back, the, from back in the day yeah i didn't even speak english and i was listening to eminem Dang. Yeah. Were you reciting lyrics? Were you like singing along? Yeah, I had no oh, idea what I was awesome. saying. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, neither did we. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 when Marshall Mathers EP came out, something like that. Yeah, yeah, same. And uh, I was just like, yeah, yeah I, I, I could just that now. And, it, and it's like, you know, it's it, it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, it's not only was there a language barrier, but for a, a 10 year old, it's like, I sit back with this pack of zigzags and this bag of this weed. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's just sounds like I, a pack of zigzags. Like I have no idea what he's talking about. Even after I learned English, it wasn't until I started smoking. I'm like, Oh, this is what you meant, man. <laughs> it's, funny. it's like one moment you just see him on a table. You're like, oh you're like oh shit me too, me too. everything <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah 
Um, and De La Soul was the one for me. I'm not a rapper or anything, but um, De La Soul and like the early stuff like that. I love De La Soul. Yeah, that was great. They're coming back. I guess they're like yeah. streaming stuff now. And then yeah, I had to like yeah, put I'll... my CDs on like through Apple Music just so I could listen to them because <laughs> they, they're not on Spotify or anything until now. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, nice to have it all on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, they have so much too. Yeah, uh, it's a lot to get through, but yeah, but they're they're fucking great. Eminem too. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as big a fan of Eminem, but um, only because like <laughs> because they had that sticker, I couldn't have it. Oh, the parental advisor. Yeah, sticker. yeah, yeah. I think like I got that. away with it because my mom didn't speak English, so she didn't and and it was funny because i remember other parents kind of telling her like hey do you know what eminem says and she's like i don't i don't care (laughs) (laughs) nice so you don't have to lie about what the parental advisory said (laughs) no certified gold you know nowadays she's like no i didn't know he was saying that stuff and i'm like you kind of like you kind of did like we we i'm pretty sure we didn't care (laughs) (laughs) i had a shaggy cd when i was growing up my mom got it for me and we're listening to it on the way home and she's like (gasps) (laughs) i think i kept it for like a couple days and then i think she took it yeah (laughs) sublime cd that i wasn't allowed to listen to either (laughs) so your mom wasn't like a a censor or anything she didn't no my mom didn't really censor anything that i listened to or or watched really no nice nice yeah or scary, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old are you? I am 30. 30? Yeah. Cool. So you remember like the dark days of the early internet? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> when did you move from, uh, are you from Colombia? Are you from Miami? Yeah, I was born in Colombia. I moved to Miami in 99. So mm-hmm. I was uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. And when did you move to LA? I moved to LA in 2014. I've cool. been here. Yeah. How was that? Was that like a culture shock or had had you been here before? I had never been to LA. I had never um I mostly just came out here because like I mentioned, the band I was in in Miami, Dinosaurs and Disasters, we kind of broke up as a band and 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 three of us who were the core of the group at the time were very adamant about wanting to continue with the project but uh Maudi and Seabass who I started Good Vice with they were very excited about getting out of Miami and uh I was like cool I'll go anywhere I'm down so we packed up our cars uh and just drove out here took about 10 or 11 days really nice road trip uh and yeah, I mean, it was super trippy getting out here. I had never been to LA. It felt brand new, just kind of the weather, the 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 scenery, the the culture, all of that. It was but but also I felt um kind of right at home. It, it was mm. really easy to to I guess assimilate or or because I felt very out of place in Miami, especially towards the end. Oh okay. Uh, so Easy transition then. Easy transition, yeah. I think I just kind of always had more of a West Coast vibe. Mm-hmm. You really do. You sound like it. When I <laughs> saw Miami, it's like, oh, cool. Miami's picking it up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just the other way around. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, LA is an interesting place. I've never been to Miami. I got stuck in the airport uh, for like eight hours, but I couldn't leave. <laughs> uh, so I never really got to see Miami, but I hear good things. Been in Miami's LA. cool. I think uh, when when I moved to LA, I was so like I said, excited about getting out of Miami and and fell in love with LA so quickly that it was almost like I left Miami and never looked back. And it wasn't until uh, the past year or so that I kind of gotten really reacquainted with Miami and with my community in Miami and and just everything about the the city. And and yeah, it's a really cool place. Like I I, I took it for granted uh, in a lot of ways. And and now um, I look at it much more fondly, and I'm excited to go to Miami. Yeah, uh, do go. So it just took a little break. Yeah, like eight years. Eight, yeah, it's a solid yeah. break. <laughs> yeah, no, I I seriously think in the past year I've gone to Miami more than I did in the previous eight years. Oh, really? Well, you yeah. were recording this album, right? I was recording this album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but even even beyond that, it would just felt good to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and before then I just dreaded leaving LA. Oh, wow. So there was no excitement in going back until did something click where you, did you miss it or did you feel maybe you had to, had to go back and reacquaint yourself? I think I had to go back and reacquaint myself. I think, um, also pretty much everyone that I was surrounded with, uh, in LA over the years has slowly, uh made their way elsewhere mm. like be back home or, or to other cities so especially with the pandemic like i feel like that pandemic was kind of the final breaking straw for a lot of a lot of people to get out of la mm-hmm. so um i i it, it was like a a dual thing where i gained an appreciation for la as a city more so than the people I was surrounded with. And mm. then I gained an appreciation for Miami for the, the 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 people that I could go see. I like a lot of my friends from LA moved back to Miami. Obviously my mom's still in Miami. Mm. But but yeah it just it felt I, I feel more connected to a community in Miami than I do in LA. Interesting. That's some cross pollination right there. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's good to go back home every now and then. But you're happy to be back in LA, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I I I get back and it's almost like there's just something in the air, the water that's just calms you down. You know, mm. it's everything's every. It's it's such a cliche, but it, it's just slower, more relaxed, more way more chill mm. out here. <laughs> you think that environment uh, eases the ghosts? uh yeah definitely yeah yeah because i think of just like that haunting turn in maholland and i then i think of ghosts and i think of like well at least the view is really nice you know? yeah exactly <laughs> especially exactly. from that area <laughs> i was watching this whole thing on like bikers that go around that turn uh do you ever do that uh not not, not a bike but i definitely i i've dri- like i've driven that Moholland up and down so many times. Like mm. I feel like I know every curve by memory now. 
yeah it's scary man it's scary yeah it's <laughs> it's um just uh thinking about uh like how many accidents over the years have happened on on those crazy turns and i don't know it's it's definitely like you like i would never go drifting around there and you see the, <laughs> you see the skid marks on the road and i'm like I, I, don't, I don't know yeah yeah just people do that all the i saw that there are cops like on deck all the time just to make sure nobody kills each other yeah yeah it makes sense <laughs> just go right off the cliff yeah <laughs> uh what i like about this album too it and it goes back to everything you've done under good bison um speaking of ghosts and la and everything is that you you don't seem too phased by negativity and things that happen in your life obviously they affect you and you reflect on it but you're so positive and you come right back with like i got this and i i, I really like that and it doesn't phase you. it doesn't seem to phase you obviously it takes its toll in one way or another but it's really interesting that you that you like it's keep your chin up music and it's just great you know yeah yeah i think that um a big part of that is the the type of music that that resonates with me i i realize that 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 it tends to have a little bit of that duality baked into it where there if there's melancholy in the in the lyrics maybe the the music is a little bit more uplifting or or vice versa but i i also think it, it's just a kind of a function of how i've lived my life or in a sense had to live my like it's being down or 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 a, staying down to me has always felt like a privilege like it, it's it's I don't I don't have the luxury to just kind of not get back up and keep going, mm. you know, so it's mm -hmm. uh, it's like, yes, keep your chin up. But it's because like, what else are you going to it's like it, 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 there is no other option. Like it's you just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely push forward in in everything, in the attitude and how you rap, too. And you really found something great in rap i think because you have the opportunity to say a lot more in the same amount of time yeah you know you're yeah. like doubling your message and doubling your poetry you know which i like i said the only reason i even got into music was because i was a writer so it's uh i felt i always felt like i had something to say uh and and lyrics for the longest time felt like the only way that I could contribute musically. So, mm. um, so yeah, definitely used rap to get as much of that out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great vehicle in that sense. Definitely. Do you listen to anything but rap? Mm, yeah. I actually don't even listen to a lot of rap anymore. Um, I, I kind of just hop around. I listen to absolutely everything um growing up i was i think i was m more exclusively hip-hop and a lot of punk rock hip-hop mm. and punk rock and they kind of go hand in hand for me they they were like kind of like skate culture and just that kind of outsider rebel mentality mm -hmm. um but 
you know, I love classic rock. I've always loved the Beatles. The Beatles were like my fav first favorite band. Mm -hmm. Um, I love <clears throat> from the sick. I also love the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson is one of my biggest idols and and influences musically. I love um just everything uh like from the like yeah David Bowie, Paul Simon, The Cure. I I, I love just kind of music all over the place and then uh you know current artist i love a lot of pop like i love taylor swift i love lord um harry styles is great i just mm -hmm. kind of listen all over the place yeah you're not you're not pigeonholing yourself to to one genre or anything like that no not at all it's just kind of whatever i'm vibing with and i think that it I, I like to think of music as, as soundtracks to moments or, or or experiences. And so you're not going to put on uh, like the same song at, at this in the, in, in the, when you're at a beach fire, like beach bonfire than when mm. you're at a, you know, dark, club yeah kind of dance you know it's just kind of different vibes um and i think that so what i'm saying is like there, there's almost like a setting for all kinds of music and so if you're if you're in the right headspace or 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 literal space to receive mm -hmm. that kind of music you're gonna vibe with it a lot more it's i'm not particularly in the electronic music a bunch i've never it's just never especially since you know lyrics are such a, an important part of music for me but i mm. went to, to edm with with my friend who's a dj and i was like yeah this is awesome like i'm having a great time yeah. uh at least the first two days the third day i was like i'm dead and i want to <laughs> but, but yeah i was like this is great and like i'm i'm having good time diplo's playing like mixing a great set people are mm. dancing like okay i get it like i this is different than, you know, sitting around listening to Phoebe Bridgers, but <laughs> I, I also want to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that seems a little bit more true to me, like sitting her, like sitting quietly with a, that, that with a fireplace lit, listening to Phoebe Bridgers seems a little bit more my vibe, but doesn't mean I can't, you know, go rave, listen to some EDM. Yeah. And then go hardcore to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to an actual rave and hit it hard for three days. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fire with Phoebe Bridgers sounds pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. that. I, she's uh, been my uh, favorite artist, I'd say, of the past year. Or so I, I saw her at Coachella, and I was like, "This is amazing." I'm just, mm. yeah great lyricist awesome melodies just big fan so who did you listen to on your drive to la on the drive to la uh i remember we were listening to a lot of heim uh mm. at that time i think they had just uh dropped uh their first album like, mm. um i forget what it was called but it's the one that had uh Oh, uh, it had the hit, right? It yeah, had all the, it had like three and hits on that. And then I take it, and then it. <laughs> uh, I'm blanking on the name of the oh, song, man. but the name of the, I think the name of the record was Forever, and the. Uh, I thought it was self-titled. <laughs> maybe it was. 
Maybe, uh, maybe the maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Not everybody does that. And I always have to remember that because like so many bands, the song that I'm trying that I was trying to remember. Uh, oh, track but, one of Days Are Gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Falling, falling was like that. That song was. I was obsessed with that song. Mm. I uh, but pretty much yeah, like that whole record. Uh, that that was Days Are Gone. That's the one where they're kind of all sitting on on a, on a little bench in the grass or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That had so many awesome songs. <laughs> Is that like the the soundtrack for your for your ten day trek? Yeah, I would say I was listening to a lot of that, and I'm trying to remember uh, what else. Um, I was definitely into uh, the Pure Heroin record, like Lord's uh, Pure Heroin record at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I can't. I can't. Um, I. I. The only one that for sure. I could tell you is that that Heim was constantly in rotation. That yeah, the, the days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one to have. Yeah, great one to to uh, soundtrack your trek. Yeah, um, I feel like we were probably it was a, you know, we were also being super cheesy about it. Like I know we were listening to California Waiting by Kings of Leon and hmm. you know California Love like. So it was like a lot of like California, like we're going to California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was a song, was it Phantom Planet that had a, was it Phantom Planet or was it California? Oh man, who oh, sings yeah. that song? I saw them too. Um, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> That's a good theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as a writer, uh, you get into music through rap and it's a great vehicle for writing who um did you find anybody musically that you just don't even care about the lyrics you're just like this music is good something you wouldn't expect besides EDM yeah um Heyman Paula for example Mm. I'm not saying that he has bad lyrics or anything like feels like I only go backwards like I love the the message there uh you know but it's a song like the less I know the better Mm -hmm. where it's like i i think about the lyrics and i'm like this song is ridiculous like (laughs) like, it's like she she was holding hands with trevor they walked out the door like he's not like i don't even know what the what you're talking about i don't care it's just i love it like i love and i feel like um he does that a lot with just kind of creating sonic landscapes and and really taking you into a vibe and a and a with with the with the tones and and the melodies that that it's like I don't really I don't really care what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just plain good. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it sounds good. It's like you're speaking to me. It's like it could be in another language and I and I feel you. Mm. And you spoke Spanish on this one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. This is your first time doing that? Uh first time doing like it's not my first time writing um, in Spanish. It's my first time releasing a whole verse in Spanish. Uh, and I very like lightly incorporated Spanish in, in, into lyrics before. But this is the first time that it's a, a full kind of section of a song in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What prompted that? Did you just feel like a change? Feel like bringing it up? Um. 
obviously, I mean, Spanish is a huge part of my life. I, I grew up speaking Spanish. I still only speak Spanish with my mom, like that we only communicate in Spanish. And uh, everybody that I work with on music is, comes from uh, Hispanic Latin backgrounds as well, even though mm -hmm. we don't talk in Spanish with each other. A Mendez who was the lead producer on this record. He's was born in Mexico and grew up in Miami. And it's, it's a huge part of who we are. And uh, when we were working on haunting, it started with that very uh, Bosa rhythm, but mm. uh, a took it into more of like a samba or kind of even almost like a reggaeton st style thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, and uh since the whole since that song was then going to lead into i'm tired of waiting come on home and the concept of home is so intermingled with my heritage and where i come from that it that it felt kind of right to to include that section in that part of the ep that makes a lot of sense yeah as it transitions into yeah yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. I don't speak much Spanish, but I grew up hearing it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely it's... hit the translator a lot. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, um, I think after moving it to LA, I started getting into, uh, a lot of like Japanese hip hop, mm. um, uh, and, and, and Korean hip hop and stuff like that. And I was like, I have no idea what these guys are saying, but it sounds so good mm -hmm. you know it's like i feel it like i'm like i it, it's it, it's kind of the same thing as as we were talking about where it's uh not caring about the lyrics it's it, i mean in this case it's it's not that i don't care about the lyrics is that I, I literally can't understand what you're saying but i yeah. still kind of uh res it still resonates with me and i still vibe with it yeah <laughs> i put my own meaning to it yeah yeah do you ever do you ever do that and find that your your view of the lyrics, your view of the song is completely different than what it translates to? Um I actually haven't had that experience. What did have like there's a song called Ichima, which is mm. great. Uh if you've never heard it, I really re like watch the video. It's just a trip. It's such a cool experience. But that was the the flip side of it where it was like we were so obsessed with that song that one day i was like all right what, what are these guys saying let's look up the lyrics and it was like this makes so much sense obviously <laughs> like, this is this is what i this is what i thought we were saying this is, yeah. what, this is what i thought we were this is what i thought we were doing cool <laughs> who's that by ichima Ichima is by a bunch of artists. Um, Ko is, uh, I think the the lead artist on it, and I think uh, it also has a Keith or Keith Ape is the lead artist on it. But uh, Ko is um, one of my favorite parts on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but oh, but yeah, it's 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 really really great because um, it's just awesome seeing the influence of hip hop around the world too. Like it it really took off, yeah. right? Like what yeah, a yeah. what an export. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to hear it in Russian. Oh like yeah, I've I, seen some some Russian uh trap videos. <laughs> yeah, those dudes are creepy. They can rap too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But they're dark. There's something eerie about it. <laughs> there <know>? is. <laughs> it's like naturally 
uh, trap, right? All yeah. of it just seems naturally trap. And I always thought of trap as like hip hop's post punk era, right? Where like things get really macabre out of nowhere. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it seems to have no explanation. They just do it and it sounds great, but I can't explain it. You know, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what this is. You know, yeah. I don't know enough about hip hop uh, on that level to really explain it. And when I hear it, I'm like, huh, what was that song? Shaba. I can't remember. It's like the eeriest song. It sounds like a haunted house. And, <laughs> and it's just like this sexy song, but it sounds like a haunted house. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, rap is rap around the world. I like when, I don't know, I guess when countries you wouldn't expect, Japan, for example, seems to make a lot of sense. Oh, what happened? Oh, there we go. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. You cut out for like just a split second. Oh, yeah. I was like messing with the mic, I guess. Um, but like, as it sounds like different languages have a different cadence, have different cadences. Right. So like yeah. Japanese and punk really seems to, to work. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard Japanese hip hop, Japanese rap. That's gotta be really cool. It's really cool. Very, very much recommended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like Russians are really great at dark wave, right? Like they're always good at goth and punk. Yeah. And yeah. Something about it. Just, it just seems to match somehow, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know too many Colombian artists. And if it matches a lot of Colombian rappers. They're, yeah. Hip, uh, hip hop is big in Colombia. Colombia, I would say, um, is definitely just kind of in the, like international like international latin pop sound is is what colombia is really known for so artists like shakira and juanes and carlos vivas but mm. um you have a lot of colombian rappers and a lot of hip-hop in, in colombia uh just not necessarily that have broken uh through on the on the mainstream as big mm -hmm. is there a community in that like, do you find uh, connections with those with those groups or those artists that um, where your first handshake is, hey, we're both Colombian or when you do meet someone and, and there is that. But but uh, <laughs> I'm not tapped into like that community or that. So if I was in Miami, I think it'd be more much more like that because mm. uh, Miami is, you know, a two hour plane ride from Colombia over mm. here in L.A. You're you're pretty you're you're much more separated yeah from that yeah mm. um are you playing many shows uh haven't been playing many shows um we were working on our live set the past few months out in miami so i am uh probably gonna be booking some shows over on the east coast to start out with and then uh in the, in the coming months and then hopefully something in la not too not too far away cool cool yeah yeah where, where do you like to go in la do you uh do you go to many shows yeah i, I love going to to show i mean i look like i i um i love going to like local artist shows and i just i mean i in la you're so blessed just because every touring act ever 
comes. Yeah. <laughs> so so I try to go to as many shows as possible. Nice, nice. Yeah. You have a favorite venue? Um I love I love the Greek and the and the Hollywood Bowl, honestly. I love both the like I I mm. just kind of I I I I love the vibe and and just kind of being uh like the the open air venue is just kind of really really great. Uh, mm. I'd say those are my favorite, but of the small I I love the smaller ones too. Like I I love the Wiltern. I think the Wiltern's really cool. Wiltern is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But you opened with Hollywood Bowl, so <laughs> that's a big one. I like yeah. uh I went there uh 6 months ago or so uh for the first time. I've lived in california my whole life and it finally went and i didn't even see music i saw a comedian oh really <laughs> yeah. no you have to go see a show there it's like when i went like the first time i went to go see i think the first band i saw there was arctic monkeys or something and uh it's just you're walking through there and it's like damn the the, the beatles played here like this is crazy you know this is uh such a, an a institution landmark. there's so much history here and it's just the acoustics are so great it's it's just a you're you're like out in the middle of Hollywood, in a like it, it's awesome. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I I want to go to more because it was it was really neat. Um, and I saw people had like picnic baskets and stuff. Yeah, that was like cool that too. Idea. That you could just kind of bring your bring your wine, bring your beer. I I went to go see John Williams actually, and I took like a six pack of beer and just sat there and listened to him play Star Wars and Harry Potter, and I was like, this is a vibe. I'm that's so that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the kind of concert goer that has to be up front or can you just sit around anywhere? Um I uh I'm okay with sitting anywhere, but I if the oper like if the opportunity is there, like I, I'm I'm okay with making the extra effort if mm. like to cause 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 I do think there's just nothing like being up front for a show <laughs> like mm -hmm. i think like that's just that's where you want to be mm -hmm. if not it's still going to be a good time mm -hmm. it's going to be great but but yeah like but you want to go for that you want to go for that yeah mm. do they but that's also why i do like the the bowl and the greek and stuff because they kind of just all they feel much more intimate even though they're they're big venues yeah yeah, I was like a mile away from the stage, but it didn't feel like it. It doesn't you know? feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was the the acoustics were great. Uh, yeah, just what you said. It it's it just felt intimate. Uh, when you get up close, do you do do the artists you see ever catch you singing along? Uh, I think uh it, yeah it, it did happen actually um when I was seeing uh Surf Curse mm. um they were they were playing uh at Primavera they did the first year of Primavera here and I was I was very very upfront and I had uh kind of met them at at Coachella mm -hmm. so so they they noticed Oh cool It's <laughs> <laughs> funny to look right at you Yeah <laughs> I always wonder how that feels. And I, I ask, I like to ask uh, musicians that when you're looking down at the audience, if you can see them, if it's not too dark or if you're not too in the zone, do you ever see, do you ever see somebody singing your songs? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I feel like there's no greater feeling than that. Whenever, whenever mm -hmm. I, that, that has happened, it's, it's just, it, it, it makes it all worthwhile. Like it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this is, it's not, like this made up thing in my head you know? yeah 
on that note, are there any songs you played live that everybody knows and loves? And you're like, that one? Huh. I thought it was going to be another one. Or like, was there like a sneak hit in your repertoire? Oh, no, I lost you. Oh, sorry. I think you froze. Yeah, I, I just froze I just second. saw that you froze too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll start over. Uh, what, is there like a sneak hit in your in your set list where you're seeing everybody into it into a song and you're like, I didn't think that they, that was going to be the song. I thought it was going to be this one. And like, cool, either way, great. But uh, huh, so, I wonder so what with, it is about that song. With this record, uh, with the, um, I've actually been surprised by how many people um, would know the lyrics to 10 minutes away. Um, I love that song, but it just wasn't one of the ones that I, I kind of like jumped out to me as, as, as like instantly catchy or, or easy to remember. So, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't even played that song uh, out live too much, but we've, we've done some small, smaller shows and some rehearsals. And like, I would just notice that the people there like, singing to that one and i'm like oh that's i wouldn't have expected that yeah (laughs) it's that's one of my favorites it's like it's such an anthem to living in la (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and it's great and uh it's great in the sense that everybody can relate to this and i thought about asking you for comparisons to miami like everybody says that la traffic is the worst than you know worse than any other uh city and you almost want to take pride in it because it yeah. sucks so bad. And when you come out with this song, a couple of songs, you're talking about L.A. traffic. And yeah, it seems like it was a, a recurring theme in it. Yeah. And it, it's like you can't help but bring it up, you know, because it just yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you think, you know, traffic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I live in I live in Pomona and it's. I'm like really, I'm close to the 605 and the 60 is like the worst, right? Getting anywhere near the 605, you're screwed going to LA if you get stuck in that lane and it, you know the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a song I would expect actually that everybody <laughs> <laughs> would relate to and catch on right away. Um, and you remind me of so many things and i was trying to narrow it down i'm like who did who are you channeling if you're channeling anybody and where who are the comparisons do you that you get from people like oh do you like so and so or you must like so and so it's um it's rare that people have something like that immediately comes to mind to them um uh, i don't think that i I don't get comparisons to too too frequently um and i i have a hard time myself even trying to like like not, not even saying that it's like I'm I'm doing anything all that different, but it's just I I I, I have a hard time al- aligning myself sonically with with the artist. I think uh, in uh, there's been some comparisons to 
like early Weezer and I could hear that. Um comparisons to to early Beck, I hear that. Uh mm-hmm. so, uh think even things like like gorillas. I, I always I, I like the conspiracy comparison to gorillas because good gorillas feels like a band that also uh is genreless and just open mm-hmm. to to experimentation. So so that that's I don't know. I would have a really hard time with that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And that's my point exactly, is that you are in the middle of it all. Yeah. And like there's oh, I heard kind of this here and this there, and you keep it unique, you keep it yourself, but you definitely have hints of like your influences, which is great. What you what you want to hear in in music. It's like, oh, I know I can relate to that. I I heard that before. Or I haven't heard that. I thought I heard that. What was that? And you're very ethereal, and it's it it's really interesting, and it's really refreshing to hear that. I cannot pinpoint what this is, and I don't know. The, the, There's something I really like about bands and and music and everything when you cannot pinpoint it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, even so, like because I'm I'm I'm. I feel so clearly influenced by things sometimes, uh, by what I listen to, you know, I, and, and then sometimes when I'm writing, I'm, I'm like, I will, um, I, I guess like if there's a melody that comes too seamlessly to me, I, um, Like it's almost difficult to to pinpoint, um, you know, how I came up with it, or or mm. or or what was uh, influencing me at the time. So, so it just gets really like muddy and messy. But but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I was definitely listening to to these artists. But then I listened to what came out of that, and I'm like, it has nothing to do with with that yeah what i was listening to you know mm-hmm. is there anything you toss out immediately if you if you can't pinpoint it or if something comes to you too quickly as you said uh too seamlessly is it like eh, let me revisit that later or toss it entirely or do you like to keep those things i i like the the, the ones that come like seamlessly i i i tend to hold on to and not even make any tweaks to because it it feels like those are the ones that uh that i'm almost like just a a conduit for whatever was in already in the music Mm -hmm. and it's being channeled through me rather than me having to pry it out of 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 the song and Mm -hmm. yeah i always think that's interesting how yeah, musicians, music seems to channel something else. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what that I don't know what that is. You know, and I'm not a musician. I can play some songs on guitar, but I'm not a musician really, you know. Um music is something beyond, you know, it's extra yeah. dimensional. And yeah. when you channel it, when you're the conduit, it's like who else could have done that but you, you know? You yeah. would have gotten maybe similar results elsewhere, but it, this is where it had to come out of. And do you ever feel like, I guess, 
of responsibility to the universe by releasing music, by sharing what's inside or, or making that connection, becoming that conduit. I think in a, in a, in a way, yes, there's definitely times when that, that's, that's a big driving force that, that it's in the sense of what we were talking about that, that I've always felt like I had something to say, which is why I gravitated towards hip hop, mm. towards writing lyrics, towards, you know, putting my music out there. Def I definitely feel like I have uh, something, something to uh, something of value to contribute to the world. And this is how, how I do it. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, in a sense, like it's not so much that I feel a responsibility. It's almost like that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm. it's, it's, um, so it's like, that's when things are more in harmony. Like when I'm more in harmony with the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's a rabbit hole in itself. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, if there is a sort of duty we all have to contribute and and not to people not to other people or not to any institutions but just to just put stuff out into the world into the universe and not sounding so mystical or anything but it's like we're i always think of carl sagan when he said um we are the way of the universe to understand itself we're atoms that collected in such a way that started thinking about atoms yeah. And then some of those atoms became musicians and some of those. So what's, you know, some, there's something vibrating there with, with musicians, with a lot of people can play music. There's not a lot of people who can create things, you know? And when you meet those people, yourself included, it's like, it's really interesting. I will always want to know what do you, is there something else you're hearing that, you can't explain is there something else in there that's helping you get your own thoughts out but then also adding to the great collection you know yeah i it's tough because like i for me it's more so that um it, it just it it feels like the most uh adequate adequate vehicle for for myself like that's mm -hmm. what it is like where it's not so much that i am uh like that there's something exterior that is driving me in in that it it's it's very much like myself and my own experiences and things and 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 i think people find different ways to 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 channel that so mm. uh and that's like what passions or or careers or professions whatever it is like that's what they 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 end up becoming and so for me the way that it like the way that the vehicle moved like 
like the way that the way the vehicle actually moved was with music. Anything mm-hmm. else, like it didn't, it didn't feel like the vehicle was moving. You know, it feels like, like I, uh, like I was stagnant until I discovered music, mm-hmm. and that just allowed me to to flow. Yeah, yeah, because you did have writing before. Yeah, and were you writing? Um, like l- lyrics or were you writing um, thoughts? Was this like journalistic fiction? I, I've always loved writing fiction. Mm. Uh, so I would write short stories. I would write poetry, mostly short stories. Mm. You still do that? I still do. Uh, yeah, definitely. Not as much. I think uh, music took precedence uh, over fiction for me. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, felt, I think it was a much uh, more fulfilling form of personal expression for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Short stories and stuff, you really paint pictures. And it's great. And I see it like, I I just visualized it like panels of like things happening, you know, like uh, almost stop motion in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, it flows really well. I really liked I really liked this new album. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to shows, man. You got to once you hit the East Coast, come back. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Yeah, I'm 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 looking to set that up uh this month for sure. I'm I've yeah. Uh we were we were working on the live set out in Miami and it and it's sounding great. I'm really excited. Cool. Cool. Come out to Pomona or come out to LA. I'll come to you. Hell yeah. Yeah, take pictures and everything and yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it man love it hell yeah Yeah. um but yeah i won't take up too much of your time do you want to uh plug some things plug the new album plug the label plug everything definitely so uh the new ep is called ghost on mulholland just dropped it's streaming everywhere it's five songs and it's inspired by goosebumps and just the type of short stories that you would read in the scholastic book fair. So I really would love it if you took the time to listen to the EP and I hope you dig it. Cool. And how did we find you on uh, social media? Are you all about it or do you? Uh, I'll, all about it in waves so it comes and goes you know mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to be better definitely uh on instagram at good bison you can find me on tiktok i just got on there good bison also so trying to trying to get the tiktok game up tiktok uh, youtube good bison music facebook good bison music or if not mm-hmm. you could just uh look up on the website goodbisonmusic.com and it has all our socials and uh we're also on every streaming platform, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, uh, Tidal, you name it. Sweet. Yeah, I found there's a bunch of streaming services I had never heard of when I started yeah, expanding so the podcast. I was like, yeah. oh man, I had one so I could see the metrics. And I was like, who the hell? What the hell is this? I never yeah, heard of this like, before. I've never heard of this. Cool. Put my music there. Yeah, <laughs> and it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Amazon music is, I guess, is good too. Yeah. Yeah. We're there you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> find good bison everywhere 
listen to this new album or new ep solid stuff man thanks oh, for yeah, man. thanks for talking with me man this is a lot of fun thank you this was great had a good time cool cool talk soon see you uh see you playing in la all right man take it easy you too bye see ya <laughs>